right. All right. All right. Good morning. It's Monday, March 11th. Fucking Monday. Well, with all the excitement we had on Friday, here we are again, downtrodden. As we start a new goddamn week off. And aren't we miserable this morning? We sprung ahead this weekend. I don't know. Is that the only reason we feel miserable? <laughs> I don't know. Not just Monday, you know. But no matter. We don't let days dictate how we're going to approach life, right? Fuck it. If we, were, if we did that, then we'd be in this endless seven-day cycle of misery and, I don't know, random joy, I guess. Well, not random. If it was a cycle, it would be it. You can't just be happy for two and a half days a week. Do you still get that feeling on Sunday nights like when you were a kid, though? That little pit in your stomach feeling where, uh... Or is that just me? Was I just that anti-school? I don't get that feeling on Sundays anymore, but... Sometimes. You know what? When my kid was starting school, like... I get that feeling in my stomach. Uh, that... Not, like, every Sunday, but... When the summer came to an end and he's going back... You just get that feeling, like, ah, another fucking school year... You know, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I don't know why it was. It was just, I mean, I was just an anxious kid. Anyway, how many times did I say I don't know? That's the crutch we identified that last week. If I'm starting off the week like that, kind of failed my uh, my improvement test. Let's see. We got a beautiful day on Saturday. Did some moving and got a little day drunk. At Seton Hall beat number twenty-five Villanova. They're going to be a three seed in the Big East tournament, so we're excited about that. Unless they shit the bed against Georgetown on Thursday night, I think they're going to be a tournament team. I think they're in. Just that last week, they beat two top 25 teams, Marquette and Nova. And unless you lose by 20 at the Garden on Thursday, which I don't think they will. Miles Powell is playing a different kind of different brand of ball right now. He is... You know, I'm not saying he's Kemba. He's not Kemba, but he's going and he's just he's carrying the team right now. He's not doing like a Kemba job, uh, but he's carrying his team, you know, in a way that's special when it comes to this type of year in, in college basketball. So let's see if he can keep it going. Uh, they get, if, if he get if he gets the hall to Saturday, gets the Big East championship. I mean, that would be. I have a huge Willard. He already has one under his belt, a Big East championship. And to, to come back with this team after last year's team was supposed to be, uh, you know, they had the seniors all up and down the roster last year. That was supposed to be their, their team uh, to make some noise. To come back this year and do it after losing their, those guys would be, uh, be pretty impressive. So we'll see. They've, they've done a good, a good job finishing off the season strong. Uh, Big East tournament this week. That's right, conference tournaments this week. We are, all of a sudden, you get thrown into it. It feels like this year kind of slow rolled you because it's late. Everything's late this year. So uh, all of a sudden, you're, you're kind of casually watching college hoops, and all of a sudden, bang, you're in it. You're in the conference tournaments. This is a huge week. You know, uh, last week I couldn't, last week I could have the leisure of uh, coming home, chilling out, watching whatever TV I want to watch now, it's all hoops. We are in the thick of it for the next month or so. 
Uh, I don't know who's coming out tonight. I'm not sure. So what was the big news of the weekend? We all know. We all we all woke we woke up Friday morning. Antonio Brown was a Buffalo Bill, and then he wasn't. That happened all overnight. And then Sunday morning, I wake up, and Antonio Brown is now a Raider, according to him. <laughs> he broke the news, apparently. I mean, can you imagine all the fucking shit that you go through with this guy, and he's breaking the news? I mean, just just a reach around on the way out the door. I can see him like patting the bulls on the way out. Like, oh, go ahead, Antonio. Good luck to you. His bitching and moaning put the team in a spot where they couldn't. They have no leverage. They have a third and a fifth round pick for a guy who led the league in touchdowns last year. Now he's going to the Raiders. I guess he's excited about it. Uh, he got a little bit of a race, so he's happy about that. The Raiders were atrocious last year. They're a 4 and 12 team. Do you trust Gruden today to rebuild his team? You couldn't keep Mari Cooper happy. Mari Cooper went from Carr to Dak Prescott and made a difference. So, can you imagine? Antonio Brown had problems with Carr. Can you imagine the first time that Antonio Brown gets open? Let's say, let's say it's week three or something, and the Raiders are down. Six. It's the fourth quarter. Antonio Brown makes a move off the line. He gets open for a split second. Car doesn't get it to him, or he throws it behind him. Oh man, it's got fireworks. I mean, all eyes on him, man. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. They gave up Mac last year. They gave up. Um. Oh, Should have said his name. They gave up the wide receiver, and. Now, now this is the rebuild to get a 30-year-old. I mean, he's he's an all-timer, but I don't know. If this is how you want to build your team around a diva wide receiver, that's your prerogative. It's a mistake. We know it's a mistake. That's why I'm saying, as a Giants fan, I'm saying this is Odell's last season. If he's still bitching and moaning next year, just get rid of him before he get to this kind of situation. If he's bitching and moaning throughout the season, I don't care if you're if you're – if you're one and four or four and one, if he's bitching about something, you gotta start exercising your options then, man. Okay, he's a twenty million dollar receiver. I'd re- and Antonio, he's a thirty million dollar receiver, whatever. That fuck, it's a fucking ridiculous contract for a receiver. So you're gonna tell me you would? I I could pick two ten million dollar guys or twelve and a ten that would do you better than one twenty plus million guy. All right, give me anybody. Give me anybody. You leave the Steelers behind. The Steelers are nine and six. He and you led the league in touchdowns last year. To go into this fucking team, disaster. We're not sure if Gruden knows what the fuck he's doing. I mean, this could end up being, you know, you know what? I mean, if it's as bad as I hope it's going to be, <laughs> if it's that bad, great, great. But he, my stance is is staunch. If you're going to have a guy that thinks. That makes himself bigger than the team, and you're going to pay him like he's bigger than the team? You don't want him, man. You don't want him. Julio Jones doesn't want shit, but he's humble. He doesn't mind if he gets the ball or not, and God damn it, when he gets the ball, he's as good as anybody in the world. I mean, it's, it's him and three other guys, right? It's him and Brown, Hopkins, and Odell. It's really, right? And then you get you know guys like Thielen. Um, Michael Thompson. Those are all 
second tier, but like 1A type tiers. Michael Thomas probably, like, he is high 1A. Um, so you're gonna you're you're gonna bring this guy in who is unhappy in a winning t- in a winning situation with a coach that he knew for all those years, with the players' coach, and uh, I mean Gruden's players' coach too. But um, you know, you, who who knows who knows what this guy's doing? He st- he stopped out some draft picks and he got some decent draft picks out of it, and. Yeah, we'll see what he's going to do. I and mean, now's now's the time to start. So they gave up next to nothing for a, an elite wide receiver. You're still paying him through the nose, but you didn't give up a first rounder to get him. And uh, you know, third and a fifth, and you'll see now. All right, can Derek Carr keep this guy happy? Who knows? Who knows? But it's going to be interesting what the fireworks are going to bring. If they win, that is fun. With the fireworks and animosity, when it ha- when they lose, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. James Dolan was brought to my attention yesterday by a dear friend of mine. And uh, I guess he's a Knicks fan. I don't know. I don't know. He says he's a Knicks fan. But who, who can really tell the last 20 years of... You know, a lot of fall, a lot of fans have fallen off. Okay, They've, the Knicks have risen very few times in the past twenty years, so it's hard to tell because all these Knicks fans are hiding in the shadows, lurking in the alleyways, embarrassed and ashamed by what their franchise has become. Then James Dolan comes out this weekend as one who knows if he's a diehard fan or not. One fan. At Madison Square Garden, it's banned from the Garden for yelling out, "Sell the team!" Right to James Dolan. Call, Dolan calls him rude, and security takes him out, and he's not allowed back in the Garden now. First of all, let me just say this: I heckled Billy King, the GM of the Nets, after that Pierce Garnett trade. Heckled the shit out of him because because I had the fortune of being close enough. Uh, I was two rows behind the bench. Billy King comes out. They were also losing by 20 to the Knicks. And I may have ruined my chance to ever get tickets from my friend again, but how often do you get the chance to get in the ear of the guy who ruined your franchise? Not very often. So I let him have it. I ripped into him, and eventually I got escorted out. But I was not banned from Barclay Center. So that was, you know, good on him. He just gave me the boot very calmly. He told me, he warned me, said, all right, you're going a little too far, I'm going to tell you to go. I said, all right. And then I took a, I took a little bit further, and security came and escorted. Very professional, um, very large person came and uh, was sure I didn't, you know, have any more words with Billy King. And showed me the door, and he was very nice about it. Couldn't have been nicer. Um, Billy King, too, for that matter. I give him credit for that. I was riding him, and I give him credit for that. So Dolan hears it for two seconds, and he has this guy kicked out of the fucking garden, banned from the garden. What does this tell you about Jimmy Dolan? First of all, this is a cautionary tale to any parents who are rich, all right? I mean, Jimmy's the kid who, I mean, can you imagine this kid's birthday parties when he was a kid? 
Can you imagine the James Dolan 12th birthday party? I mean, this is, uh, this is a tale straight out of Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He's one, he is like each spoiled brat in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He's Augustus the Galoop. He's Veruca Salt. He's all of them. Fuck, he's Charlie too, drinking the fizzy lifting drink. But without the redeeming qualities of him in the aftermath. This is a cautionary tale when you fucking spoil the shit of your kids and you give them the goddamn mix. Fuck, man. He just think. He, I mean, somebody comes along, makes some. Oh man, can you apologize to little Jimmy? You have to apologize to little Jimmy. This is his party. This is his team. You have to apologize to him. That's not very nice. Say you're sorry to little Jimmy. Get the fuck out of here, Dolan. You fucking soft ass, fat fucking pussy. And that's that's the biggest that's the biggest offense for me right there. That is an affront to anybody who's a New Yorker. All right, if you're a fucking New Yorker, you have a little thicker skin than that. Right? You can't get heckled. You either come back at the game. You either come back at the guy. I don't know. Come up with something. Be a little quicker. I know you're not. I know you're not in your element, James. I know you're not on stage opening up for the Eagles or some shit. I know that's really where you thrive, Jimmy. But if you can't handle a little heckle from a guy, then you're too soft to be a fucking New York sports owner. You're too fucking soft to be... You can't work a 9-to-5 job for... 43 grand a year in, in the city, let alone be a goddamn billionaire sports owner. You fucking pussy. What the fuck, man? Come back at the guy. Sell the team. He's like, why don't you buy him? Fucking poor ass. You can't, you're fucking sitting 10th row. I'll fucking buy and sell your tickets. You get a fucking hot dog, you piece of shit. If I buy you a hot dog, you shut the fuck up. How about that? And now tell him to go fuck himself. I don't know. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Come up with something. Kick the guy out, dog. Thicken your skin a little bit, man. This is New York City. You're the New York fucking Knicks. Built their reputation on being tough. On being winners. I'm not backing down. I mean, can you imagine Anthony Mason rolling in his grave right now? The fucking owner of the Knicks. Oh, you got to get out of the garden now. Jesus Christ. What the fuck have you become, Knicks? What the fuck have you become? The owner. Jeez. But he's oblivious, though. He has no idea. He doesn't know. Like I said, this is a cautionary tale. If you're a rich, if you're a rich parent and you see any, any kind of Jimmy Dolan behavior or you expect something... Just because he's who he is, just because he's your kid, just because he's got a few bucks in his pocket. Uh, I mean, I can't get around these goddamn trucks here. Um, just because he he's come to expect something, because you, you're able to throw money around a little bit. Look, look, I don't begrudge you for having money. Nah, good for you, man. That's fucking fantastic. That's great. All right, you made your money. That's fucking brilliant. I don't have a problem with you having money. But you gotta, but you gotta watch out how you raise your kids now. All right. You don't want them to be another Jimmy Dolan, where they, and then you hand over your company to them. That's, you know what I mean. And that's the thing. This is your, this is your father's company, and they're laughing stock. 
you're throwing your your hat into the ring for a free. You're you're playing six lotteries to try and get three guys. You know you want Zion and KD and Kyrie, and I mean KD and Kyrie would ruin that rookie if they got all three of those guys, which they're not going to. Okay, that's they're not going to get all three guys. If they got KD and Kyrie and Zion, they would ruin Zion so much. KD and his bitching and moaning about every little fucking thing. I mean, what New York media is atrocious. They they used to be kind of tough. Now they're just kind of silly. All right, I think they're kind of silly. They're kind of not even parodies of themselves, but they are. They're just soft, kind of snarky. Like no balls, middle-aged white guys. They're not tough anymore. All right, they're not. And that's going to bother the fuck out of Durant. And Kyrie, too, if he comes. I mean, they're both classic, just bad with the media guys. And uh, it would be a disaster. Maybe they're perfect for Dolan, though. You know? The second the Knicks crowd gets on them. What's... Durant has a bad shooting night. The Knicks fans get on him as they're losing to the Bulls or some shit. What is he going to do? Just have everybody escorted out? Well, just like Jimmy wanted. Jimmy want, Jimmy said, if they're mean to the players, got to get them out. Just like the owner. Right? It all starts at the head, man. It all starts at the top. We all know a rich kid like that. Right? We all know a couple rich kids in our lives. And there's a, a couple of the cool ones who are a little bit uncomfortable with it. Right? Don't you get the cool kid who's who's got a few his his family's really well off, uh, but he's a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that they've got so much money, partially because he knows that kids are kind of out to get what they can from them. Right? They they are um, not sure who their real friends are, so they're a little bit they're very cool, and you don't want to take advantage of them, and they're and you know they're cautious. They'll cut you off the second that you try and take advantage of their money. That's fine. There's cool kids like that. Then there's a guy, this spoiled kid who just and he can't can't help himself but talk about the accomplishments of people who came with his grandfather or his father or the fuck. Oh, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're in twelfth grade. You haven't done shit. All right. You can even get the, you can even get a date to the prom. Or you could. Uh, but it was like, I don't know, it was some college freshman that, you know, like works for somebody that works for your father or some shit, right? Something like that. And that kid who just thinks that he's going to have something coming to him because his father's connections have always guaranteed that he's going to have something. Whether it's a date to the prom, whether it's, I don't know, a spot on the crew team, whatever the fuck it is. Crew team. Yeah, that's how you know you're rich. You're fucking playing crew. Fucking Winklevoss twins. Bullshit, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know. Taking a cheap shot at the Winklevosses. Jeez. Alright, we're here. Listen, raise your kids right, man. Christ almighty. Charles Dolan. What'd you do to this fucking kid? He's a piece of shit. We're here. Train station time. Um, let's see. What's on tap for, uh, on tap for the week? Got a new Sopranos cast coming up. Uh, that'll be done. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it at lunch today. We'll see. Lunch today or tomorrow. We will see. Um, ready to go with that. Pre-production is all set. And then, uh, hope again, I'm trying to do... I want to get a week where I do two of the Sopranos casts. So that's going to have to happen at some point. Maybe this week's going to be tough with the, with the hoops on. Um, 
So, next in line, what is it, episode 7, I believe, of the first season. So we're trotting along season 1 here. And you know the 22 comes at you daily. Didn't even introduce the show today. This is a Catch-22 podcast. Every day we release it from, I record on the way to the train station, and it's released while I'm on on the train that day. So Please take your ticket with you. I want to thank my listeners to Friday's cast. I'm sure it all happened. And a drunken stupor on Friday night. You fucking mooks. But I appreciate it. As I babble on. On to the work week we go. Don't take any shit from money, buddy. Kick some fucking ass today. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great goddamn day.